Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Fan presents Schlereth and Evans. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to it. Happy Thursday. Schlereth and Evans. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Michael. Good morning. Good morning. Hey, uh, obviously a tough, tough day to uh, that we all witnessed yesterday, and um, uh, just uh, thinking about uh, everyone out there and. Uh, looking ahead to uh, today, it's uh, it's one of those days where you know, hey, uh, we we try to provide a distraction uh, from from real life, <laughs> as we uh, like to joke here. We're in the toy department of uh, of uh, the world, and so we're just going to have some uh, try to keep it light today. Talk some sports and uh, and hang out. How's that sound? That sounds good to me. Yeah, I mean, you know, second verse, same as the first. I mean, it, you know. Uh, it just is unbelievable. It really, it, well, it's not. It's totally believable, Actually, but it's it is. completely right. unbelievable that that this is where we are. So, um, I'm not that political, and I'm with you, man. I just we have a moment to get away, four hours to have some fun, to talk about other things, and uh, I think that's the best uh, the best remedy here. Well, uh, we do have things to talk about. Uh, the Nuggets, uh, what, what word would you like to use? Uh, limp? Drag? <laughs> Just kind of uh, uh, <laughs> grown the, into the all-star break. Losers of three in a row. They lose last night. They don't have Jamal Murray. They don't have Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Well, you called that. The tibias must have been real, huh? Yeah, tibias, man. Freaking dreaded tibias. Tibias are no joke. What are you going to do with your, with your swollen tibias? <laughs> uh, so they didn't play, and they lost. And so they've they've lost three in a row going into the break. And I think it uh, begs the question, how concerned are you about the state of the Nuggets? My level of concern. So if we were doing concern for the Avs versus concern for the Nuggets, my concern for the Nuggets is minimal. Because, Very small. Because? Well, I mean, they're rolling in the All-Star break. They did not, obviously, they have not played well the last three games. They played pretty well early throughout that game through the first three and a half quarters, and then they just kind of um, just kind of let Sacramento do whatever they wanted for De'Aaron Fox and, you know, Sabonis. They had big games. So... I just, I guess, I'm not that concerned. They didn't have Jamal. They didn't have the two man game. Um, Joker didn't take the game over. He took the game over on assists and dishing it out to Gordon and doing some things that I thought were pretty, like pretty great last night. He made some, he made some no look dimes and some alley oops to Gordon that were tremendous. You know, Michael Porter Jr. hit down, hit, knocked down a few shots. Um, I just, I guess, I'm just not that concerned. Like it, when they have their Full complement of players. They're really good. Although, I will say this. I'm not ready to put the Kings in the major concern bucket. But I think they've... They may have leapfrogged the uh, the Suns. Hmm. Why? Well, I think Sabonis is. Uh, I think Sabonis is has developed a little floater, a little, you know, a little. What do you call it when you drop back? You 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 fade away, a little fade away. Um, he's been pretty good around the rim. 
he's like he's had more double doubles. I mean, the guy's been a double double machine. And Fox just makes me nervous a little bit. His ability to create, his ability to get his shot off, plus being left-handed the way he is, it, it just he feels like he gets some shots off to me that um, a lot of people wouldn't get. So anyhow, I just am, I just feel like they've got they've got a little bit of confidence, a little bit of a groove versus the Nuggets. Smokes, by the way, leads the NBA in triple doubles with 18, three ahead of Nikola Jokic with 15. So the Nuggets at the break, they're third in their division, trailing Minnesota and Oklahoma City. Uh, They're fourth in the conference. If the uh, playoffs were to begin right now, Mm -hmm. they would be hosting Phoenix in the first round of the playoffs. I'm okay with that. We'll be Phoenix. I I just, and, and I guess I was guilty of this last year, uh, of giving the abs the benefit of the doubt. Mm-hmm. Maybe too much so. Uh, but as we sit here right now, I, I'm i going to give the Nuggets the same benefit of the doubt. I've, I've seen too many examples this season when the lights were bright, they came to play. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the Laker-Kobe night, going into Boston, games like that, that had that playoff type feel that had that playoff type intensity they delivered and yeah there have been plenty of games throughout the course of this this first part of the season where uh they've they've looked lackluster and uh they they haven't had that that same kind of energy and urgency but I I I just I respect how long the grind is for an 82-game season and for a team that, that wins a championship, has a short offseason, goes back into another long 82-game season, pretty confident in the ability that they're going to be in the playoffs and go deep in the playoffs. I just I just think it's human nature. I, I, think, they, the, I think we're looking yeah. at human nature, and I'm, I'm not going to bury him for it. I think the other thing was is even without their two starters, they, can, they controlled the tempo of that game for three and a half quarters. They were up by ten. And then it was almost like, all right, let's shut her down, guys. Let's get into the break. And, you know, here come the Kings. And, and they get a, you know, I mean, whatever. They get a, the victory. But I, I I don't know. I just thought I thought the Nuggets, you know, dominated the pace, dominated the tempo of that game and, and ended up coming away with losers. And, you know, so be it. It wasn't not that big of a deal to me. And as you'll hear when uh, Michael Malone speaks this morning, whenever we play you some Michael Malone, you can tell he's a guy that's in need of a break. Right. Our guy's got a cold. He's uh, his voice is all scraggly, and it seems I, to me he's had a lot of colds this year. This is definitely his most pronounced cold, like really impacting his voice. I'm I'm telling you, I've poor s- guy was struggling through the the post game presser. Right, he's had a couple of he's had a couple. He's this this thing because I I still feel a little bit snotty sometimes. But it's, this is the, like the Hong Kong Fu flunk. I mean this the, this stuff is all over you. It's all it's 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 some type of. It's some type of vicious grabs you. Yeah, I, I think he's been there for a while. I'm doing the uh, the, the 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 rocket propelled nostril purge. Not, yeah, a couple it's times, a, at least a couple times a day. Sure, you know. Sure, take the dog out. Oh yeah, especially when it gets a little bit, a little just when you're out, it's just a little cold. Yeah, starts to drain yes, a little bit. Yeah, a couple rockets, boom, boom, uh, clean. Very, oh, very, very cathartic. <laughs> Matt, I played with Matt Millen. You know, Matt, Matt, yeah, sure. Matt, Matt Millen, I shouldn't even tell you this. When it was like his kids were little tiny kids, he would like 
sometimes you just suck the snot out of their nose. Oh, God. And then spit it out. Oh, no. Yeah. No. Because, no. you know, they can't get it out. They can't get it out no. on their own. They don't know how to blow. Oh, no. Yeah. No. Hell, yeah. Okay. It's a middle linebacker for you. That's a middle We need the kind of middle linebackers that snuck snot That's out what of, we need. That sucks so snot out of yeah. kids' noses. Hey, George Payton, go to work on that. Right. Include that. There's a snot, snot sucker. Cecil. We need snot suckers. Cecil. Ooh, that'd be a good one for Cecil. Yeah, for the combine. Yeah, well, for a fake scouting term. <laughs> snot sucker. Uh, we had a bit of a, um, almost like a poll question that kind of took a life of its own on... Twitter yesterday mm. will tell you what it was and what the results were. Interesting. If you are somebody who would like to see the Broncos take a quarterback in the draft, that's next. Ever since we got Xfinity, we have Wi-Fi all over the house, even in my hiding spots. Ha! Found you. How? That's wall-to-wall Wi-Fi from Xfinity. Now through March 21st, get started with 200 megabit internet for $25 a month for two years with no annual contract and get Wi-Fi equipment included. Go to Xfinity.com, call 1-800-XFINITY, or visit a store today. Requires paperless plan auto pay with stored bank account. Restrictions apply. Taxes and fees extra. After promo, regular rates apply to internet service and Wi-Fi equipment. Actual speeds vary. It's Schlereth and Evans on Denver Sports Station. 104.3 The Fan. So we ended up having a little bit of a poll question that took hold on your Twitter X handle and mine as well. Because Andrew Mason, Mason's been doing a nice job of uh, sort of repackaging some of the stuff that we talk about. Yeah, I don't know that I like it. Is he giving us enough credit? I don't even care about the credit. Yeah, I just do. think, yeah, no, no, it doesn't matter. The credit does not bother me. What bothers me sometimes is some of that stuff can be contextually, I'm not blaming, I'm not pointing the finger at Mace for saying, you know, but sometimes those things can get, take on a life of their own. Well, give me an example. Well, like, like that thing that was done to me in Seattle where the guy, where I said I would suspect that, like, a guy like Ben Johnson would like to go to to the Chargers, and he said the only place he would go is to the Chargers. You know, like like that kind of stuff. Yeah, but Mace put the audio out there. Yeah. So just, no, I'm just saying, Johnny, just be careful. Don't keep an eye on him. Don't put Mace on my list yet. But I got my eye. Is on he on it. probation? He's on double secret. He doesn't even know he's on probation. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's watching. I'm watching you. Um, mm-hmm. So the he he, he posted. Both your your takes on Bo Nix right. and J.J. McCarthy, the subject of your two Telestrator Tuesdays the last two weeks. Right. Oh, I know what well, I know what bothered me about that. Oh. Because people were like, well, I wouldn't take either of them at 12. Well, I said I wouldn't take either of them at 12. I said I would try to turn back. If I had to take one, I probably would take McCarthy, but I would like to trade back and still get that's that was the premise of it, but I don't but Mace, know. But Mace presented it like, okay, here's here's what Mark had to say about the two. Then he asked the question right. to the fans out there, who would you like? Right. And I say it, it probably ran about what seventy percent McCarthy. I don't. I don't. I don't. I'm not sure. I didn't. Really. That's how I gauged okay. it. Okay. So if if those numbers are accurate, and I I feel pretty confident they are. So what what does that tell you? What is that? What is that? What's the message being delivered from the fans, if that's the way they feel about those two? Um, 
I don't, I don't know. Is that a quiz? Or, yeah, I mean, am I supposed to decipher that? I think it's uh You tell me. I think it's a sign that, that people look at Bo Nix and there is a... There is an element of, okay, good college player, put up a lot of numbers in Oregon, at Oregon, Pac-12, all that stuff, but he he seems to be almost like in a in a like a cookie cutter type mold, right? Whereas I think McCarthy intrigues people uh from from the the, the standpoint that there's there there's seems to be something more there, you know, more potential, more right. uh, more more room well, for talent, more room for explosiveness, more room for playmaking, more room for for special whereas Nick's doesn't have that special I think feel about. I think the thing for me that uh, that resonates with me that that like when I watch college football, I don't. I think the evaluation of the quarterback position is really hard because there's not a lot of things they do in college that necessarily translate to the National Football League. It's a different game, and when I watch Bo Nix, you know they they will sit there and say people will say, "Well, Bo Nix played a lot of college football." Just a lot. He played a lot. I mean, he played seven years or whatever it was, six years, or he's a doctor. <laughs> but, and, and it'd be like McCarthy, you know, didn't throw it that much. McCarthy doesn't have as many reps. I wonder if you if you went through kind of pure progression passing, if McCarthy had more pure progression stuff last year than Bo Nix. I wouldn't doubt that he did. Because in the Oregon offense, I mean, let's face it. In the Pac-12, they have become a juggernaut from the standpoint of talent. They just out-talent you. And when you out-talent people and you spread them across the, the football field and you get to pick my best against your worst, odds are my guys are going to be open all the time. And, you know, when you watch it on film, that's what you see a ton of. There's no manipulation of safeties. There's no reading progressions. There is, where's my best one-on-one? Let me throw it to the guy. And Michigan runs, under Jim Harbaugh last year, Michigan ran a true NFL style of offense. Maybe more NFL than a lot of NFL teams do. I mean, you're going to have two tight ends. You're going to have a fullback. You're going to run in 21 personnel. You're going to run, you know, you're going to run in base. You're going to run in in Tiger. You're going you're gonna to run an actual NFL offense. And, and that's, like, that transitions better to me. And trying to look at it through the eyes of Sean Payton. First of all, we've never seen Sean have to, want to, develop a, a rookie quarterback. So if he's going to do that this time around, I just can't see him wanting to take all the time to take somebody who is a pure college quarterback. Mm-hmm. For all the reasons you just described. All right. And teach him all the ways of playing pro quarterback. I think he if he's going to go with a young player, a rookie to to draft and develop, it has to be somebody that at least has a working base understanding of how to play a pro style offense and then go from there. That's kind of what I get as well. Now, it just is a matter of as we said, and I don't know if this, you know, I don't know if Mason's poll did this, but as we said, I think what the Broncos will do is I don't think at 12 either of those guys necessarily intrigue them. So I would say either trade back. If you can't trade back, get yourself a real-life football player and see what's out there, if it's a Michael Pratt or somebody else. You know, it depends on on what you like. 
or dip into free agency. Well, we're going to know because free agency is going to start. Mm-hmm. And when free agency starts, and if they go after Sam Darnold's been my guy from you know from yep for the last however many for the last month. Um, but if we go into free agency and they and they fill that void, then we're going to kind of know the direction they're going to take. In the in the draft. By the way, I don't know if I, I told you this, but ba- because this guy's name came up based on a conversation that Mace had with uh, Boomer Esiason at the Super Bowl, for what does the film say mm-hmm. at seven forty five? Did I tell you this? No, I gave you an assignment. Oh, you did not let me know. You may have, maybe you did. You email me and I no, didn't see it. No, no, it's on the rundown this morning. But I know you don't look at the rundown. So Jake Browning, I'd like you to go into your Exos Thundercloud <laughs> and take a look at Jake Browning for me and for us. Can you do that? You got an yeah. hour. You got an hour and a half. Plenty yeah. of time. Plenty of time. Plenty of time. Plenty of time. What else do you do during breaks? I don't know. Other than drink coffee and drink coffee, go uh, take care of your morning constitutions. It's <laughs> plural. It's not one with Mark. It is plural. Everyone else, it's one for him. It's plural. <clears throat> Coming up next, it is the uh, morning brew. And if you need any evidence uh, that the uh, Nuggets need a break, all you have to do is listen to Michael Malone talk. That's next. It's time for your morning brew. Grab a cup of joe and get caught up on everything you need to know. Here's Schlereth and Evans. Nuggets limp into the All-Star break. Losers of three in a row fall at home last night to the uh, Sacramento Kings for the second time in about five days. 102-98 the final. Nuggets playing without the injured, uh, banged-up Jamal Murray and Contavious Caldwell-Pope. Needless to say, Michael Malone, who sounds like he needs a break as well, admitting not the way you want to finish. Just too many mistakes down the stretch. You know, some guys just making things up defensively. And then uh, costly turnovers. Um, Obviously, um, tough way to go into the break, losing three in a row. But got a chance to get our bodies right, our minds right, and attack these last 27 games. I think his voice is a perfect microcosm of where they're at right now. Yeah, right? I mean, that was a voice that, uh, one, was already tested. Two, you know, he was hoping to give his voice a break over the course of the night, and then they started turning the ball over and screwing things up in the fourth. And I think there was a lot of screaming that went down on that bench. A lot of uh, a lot of coaching. They didn't have to coach last night. Want to give his pipes a rest. So they need a break. They need a break. They get a break. Um, Nikola Jokic will be part of the All-Star festivities, but uh, everybody else should be able to uh, rest, recoup, and be ready to go in the second half. Next on the Morning Brew, the Avalanche will see if their win the other night over Washington was indeed a slump buster and a kickstart to uh, improved hockey play. But they get a tough one tonight. It's uh, one of those rare matchups with Tampa Bay. Bringing back all those memories of winning the cup in Tampa. And here you go. They play tonight at 5 o'clock. How you feel about the Avs going into their matchup with a Lightning team that has uh, gotten off to a slow start but has been coming on of late as they have gone uh, 5, 8, uh, 10, and uh, 3 in their last 13. Did, did the Lightning play last night or was that two nights that ago? Was I saw them. Two just, nights ago. Two they, nights uh, ago. They, they won, just destroyed some. Uh, no, they won at Boston in a shootout. Oh, in, in a shootout. Yeah. Oh, maybe that was somebody else I was watching the other night. I thought it was Tampa. But um, 
Well, they beat somebody four nothing. They were putting it on them. Anyhow, um, yeah, that's a great. I mean, that you know, I mean, Tampa's got a lot of pride, obviously. So that'll be a great matchup in Tampa. Five o'clock start, right? Five, Five o'clock. o'clock. Yeah. Easy to watch. Easy. Watch it early. I do have to say, I do love these East Coast road trips. Oh, yeah. The game's starting at 5, 5.30. I would like them. Love to, it. I'd love them to play all their games on the East Coast. That would be, that'd be wonderful for all of us who get up very early in the morning. Yeah. Next on the uh, morning brew, the uh, Broncos making a, well, you tell me what kind of move this is. Small, insignificant, or of some note, they have re-signed uh, Jonas Griffith, who missed last year with an ACL. They bring him back. Good move. Yeah, I mean he's he that downhill guy. He'll hit you. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a good it's a depth move. It's he's a good special teams player. You know he could compete for a starting job. Yeah, I think it's a good move. Yeah, depth guy. Got him for chump change, just under a million bucks. And so with uh, some other Bronco linebackers looking to face free agency, yeah, you give yourself a little bit of a. The safety net right there. Josie Jewell said to become a free agent. I think we, we did the should they stay or should they go right. a little while ago. We'll get back to uh, some some more of that with the uh, free agents and um, uh, guys that are restricted and, and possible salary cap cuts and things like that. Re- refresh my, my memory. How did you feel about Jewell? Keep him? <sighs> no, I really... Should he I stay? Think, should he go? I think uh, we... I think uh, Roe gave him the breakup letter. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That was her. For that was the first time she broke up with somebody, and I could tell she was a professional at breaking up. With so people. she's done this a few times. Yeah, I mean, that haven't was, you? She is not. How many not, parts have you broken? Yeah. Huh? Come on. How many guys a have handful. You, a handful. A handful. Yeah, handful. <laughs> a handful. A <laughs> handful. Yeah. <laughs> you know, when she's when she's just kind of like eh, a few, several, handful. Yeah. How big are those hands? Are those uh, like? Andre the Giant hands. Is that how many guys were in there? Wow. Those are Andre the Giant hands. Have you ever seen Andre the Giant breaking hearts? Holding a 12 ounce beer. Have you ever seen his hand holding a 12 ounce beer? Massive. Massive man. Ridiculous. Massive. Ridiculous. Next on the morning brew, how do you feel about having to pay to watch the Rockies? Yes, they announced yesterday that. Uh, through MLB, Major League Baseball, who will be uh, producing the games, uh, they've established a streaming service. So, here's the cost. You can watch the Rockies uh, for $19.99 a month, $20 a month, or $100 for the season to uh, watch Rockies games. But you can also get one that gets the Rockies and all of Major League Baseball games for $40 a month. Or for 200 bucks for the season. Still no word on any over-the-air or cable satellite option. Hopefully that's coming. Because, Mark, if the only way you can watch the Rockies this season is to pay for it, will you? Will, will I pay for the will Rockies? you pay for the Rockies? You know I love baseball. Yep. I love watching the Rockies. Yeah, you haven't answered my question yet. Absolutely no way will I pay 20 bucks a month to watch the Rockies. Sorry. I'm out. I'm... Uh, 
Well, yes, it does. It costs about four or five times that if you don't have uh, oh, DirecTV. If you're watching it on Fubo, it's it's it's. Oh, really? Oh. I thought it was only ten dollars. Oh no 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 no! Eighty bucks a month. Oh oh, sweet oh, okay. naive heartbreaker Sid. No 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 no. <laughs> No. Well, John and I don't use those services to watch the. Oh, nuggets. really? You uh, what? Oh. Do you, you get it through uh, Kazakhstan or Urkistan or yeah, what? What yeah. you call it? Yesterday? I think Jokic was from Urkistan. <laughs> oh no, way, no! By those the way, of you who've gotten Fubo? Oh no, no! We're, that, that's well north of uh, 80, 90 bucks a month. They a had month, some, a month. They had some uh, tight shots of Jokic's triceps. Although there is no definition. That's just one thing. Is just like a branch. It's the same thickness all the way down. There's no muscular definition. Just covered in scratches. Yes, that's what? from that's from that's from Circus Club. That's Circus Club. Wrestling Bears. There's no question he's That'll been wrestling bears lately. That'll do it for the uh, morning brew. Bring that to you uh, each and every morning at 6:30. We'll ask Troy Rank if he'll pay to watch Rockies baseball. He'll join us. Also talk some. Uh, I'll go. We'll go around. We'll run around the circuit. Ask ask him if he's concerned about the state of the Nuggets at the All Star break. Troy will join us next. You're listening to Schlereth and Evans on Denver Sports Station 104.3 The Fan. Troy Rank is our Denver Seven Insider. He joins us this morning on the Johnson Auto Plaza Hotline. Morning, Troy. Morning, guys. Hey, Troy. You gonna spend twenty bucks a month to watch the Rockies? Yeah, probably because I love baseball. Uh, I might look into the entire package if I'm being honest, uh, mm-hmm. because it would be hard to watch a lot of Rockies baseball <laughs> given their projections this year that they're going to be a, probably around 100 losses again. But I love baseball, so I, I'm a sucker for it. I would think there's going to be some hard decisions made by people. Uh, one of the things about streaming, because our kids do it, my sons, you know, they're in their 20s. But, you know, like my parents and people older, like, continuing to go streaming, that, man, that's, that's tough. So I'm hoping it lands on a cable channel, whether it's where it was, to make that part easier for fans that do love baseball. That's like 20 bucks a loss that you're paying over the course of the season, yeah. right? Or, I mean, no, t- a dollar a loss. A dollar I mean. a loss. A dollar a loss. <laughs> Yeah, a dollar a loss, right? At a hundred dollars for the Rockies package. So, yeah. but I mean, I want to see Otani. And like a lot of you know fans that go to the games now, you want to see the opposing yeah. team. I mean, you want to see yeah. and to see Otani. What it could be eight, nine times. I'm looking forward to that. But I, again, I'm not the one that's going to be disappointed because I love baseball. So they, I'm an easy mark for them. Well, at least they're transparent. By the way, the. Uh, ads that are running for season or for buying tickets is all, hey, come see Shohei Otani. Come see the Red Sox. Come see the Cubs. It's, see the Cardinals. It's, it's funny you say that because the year they won, they went to the World Series in 07, they, the players felt, uh, the f- players felt upset, if not uh, betrayed, that their team wasn't being marketed. Now, they weren't a great team, but they certainly had a bunch of good young players. And the first time any, like, in-house marketing was done, it was, come see the Yankees in June. Right. <laughs> the guys were so mad. They should be. Like, what are we doing here? Because that team, you know, it was good. It, no one thought it was a World Series team. But they're like, in our own ballpark, we're promoting the Yankees. That was, you know, so that was disappointing. What is your level of concern for the Nuggets going into the All-Star break? Yeah, I mean... They're on fumes right now. Not a, not totally surprised for a team coming off a championship. It can be exhausting. It's why you admire teams that win back-to-back or X number over five years. My concern is really their bench, and I understand the bench shortens in the playoffs, 
But, you know, Christian Brown hasn't taken the step forward I expected. And, you know, you can go eight guys, eight and a half guys in the playoffs, but are your starters going to have to log so many minutes leading up to that point? What is that performance going to look like? The caveat is, you know, Jamal Murray is just really not a great regular season player, but he's one of the best postseason players. So my concern is alleviated some by that, that what I'm seeing now my eyes won't see, you know, in the postseason, especially with Murray. But the bench is a concern because they just, they don't really have guys. I mean, Bruce Brown leaving is going to hurt right now unless somebody develops over the next couple of months. How about the Avalanche? How, how much concern do you have for them? They uh, had the three-game losing streak, uh, right? Four. Four-game four, losing streak. Four, but three in regulation. Right. Oh, yeah, it's all the regulation and ties. They had one OTL in there. The OTL, which is, oof, that's, uh, but you get a you get a uh, sticker when you have an OTL. You get a sticker. So, good job, guys. You competed hard. Uh, you any concern for them, the way they're playing right now, and the depth that, uh, the depth of, or lack of depth uh, with Val being out, and obviously uh, Landeskog not going to come back, I don't believe, this season? Yeah, I don't think they can get to where they want to go without Nachushkin back and playing well. I mean, the McKinnon's having one of the all-time great seasons in the franchise. Uh, and he's just an amazing player, but you can't win with one guy in hockey. I mean, a goalie in playoffs can you know, stand on his head and get hot. But if and there's mystery surrounded, as you guys talked about yesterday, there's mystery surrounding when Val would be back. But this guy's an absolute just writes a diary of havoc in the big games. And I don't know if he doesn't, I mean, first thing you want is for him to be healthy, obviously, you know, and, and be, and take care of himself and be healthy. But I don't think they can give us where they want to go if he is not that type of impact player. And so, yeah, I'm concerned where if we're talking just championship uh, expectations, yeah, I'm concerned about them because at times there's been issues that, you know, it feels like to kind of do the alternative to just turn the light switch on and, I don't know that they can do that unless Val comes back and plays like the guy we saw a couple of years ago. Because in the postseason, I mean, he is just an absolute just a wrecking ball. And I don't know that they have enough without him being at the top of his game. But the first thing is first, he's got to get healthy and get back to the ice. Visiting with uh, Troy Rank, our Denver 7 insider. Sean Payton made all the media rounds on Friday at the Super Bowl. What did you glean from what he had to had to say? Yeah, he was working on the book tour, right? He had a script. <laughs> he was going off. Doesn't know the numbers of any of these draft picks. He had every interview. It like seven of them had a similar script. But he did allow, and Mark has talked about this a lot on your show, you know, he wants a hyper-processor. You know, this idea that, you know, we talk about a quarterback position that you, you can have all the hardware. you got to have the software at that position. And can you get them in the right play? Can you get the checks at the line and you can get the ball out on time? And that's why when everyone says, well, Russell Wilson could come back. I'm like, are you listening to what he says, what he wants in a quarterback? That doesn't match Russell. Russell colors outside the line. He's best when the play breaks down. That's not Sean Payton's offense. There were times last year watching Payton's frustration. It felt like he would rather lose with another quarterback than win with Russell. And I, that's a little bit of blasphemy, but he just was so frustrated watching how the offense was being operated. And it's not Russell's fault completely, certainly that they're eight and nine. I'm not, don't, don't confuse it. But the reality is I believe Peyton wants a quarterback that can run his offense, his way for all the route trees are open and everything opens back up because this the idea that Russell could come back, he didn't want to adjust his contract when he was the starter. Why would he adjust it now? as the backup and go into a situation. The only way I could see him doing it if he was 38 and no other teams wanted him, there's going to be a market for Russell Wilson playing at the veteran minimum. And he has a no trade clause. 
So he'll force them to cut him if nothing else. So I think Peyton does get a quarterback in this draft. I couldn't tell you where, if that's at 12, if that's the big move to go up. But I will be surprised if they don't get a quarterback in this draft. What do you, what do you think? Do you, do you have any sense on who he likes? Any sense on, you know, from a draft perspective? Or is there somebody in free agency, do you get a sense, that maybe he will find a quarterback? And he mentioned you know, a reclamation project, a guy that, you know, maybe was in a bad situation that he thinks can play. Any sense at all on in, in any of those guys? I mean, I like the guy that you brought up, Sam Darnold, because he's worked with Shanahan now. He's kind of cleaned out some of the issues he's had in the past. He's still really young. You know, the turnovers are concerned, but Sam Darnold has a, still, still has a high upside, even though at that point he'd be with, what, his fourth team. Um, you know, look at a Jimmy Garoppolo if you want, like, an old-school game manager, that type of guy, or Jake Browning. I, I do think Sam Darnold's a name to keep an eye on as we sit here today. And, the, you know, people I talk to in the industry, Mark, they feel like J.J. McCarthy and Bo Nix check a lot of boxes, and maybe even Michael Pratt from Tulane, but that Nix and McCarthy could check a lot of boxes for him. Uh, so those are guys right now. We'll get a better feel over the next year. As you know, this is the lying season of football. But over the once we get to the combine in a few weeks, get a better feel for it. But I do think he has the type, and he wants a guy that's going to process and run his offense. He wants someone that looks much closer to Drew Brees than someone that looked, you know, that Russell Wilson. That's been made clear. And so is that someone like Sam Darnold or is it a Garoppolo, Tannehill, Jake Browning? I don't know yet, but I would keep an eye on Darnold just because he's still so young that the upside is there. All right, Troy, man, we appreciate it. Have a great day, buddy. You got it, guys. Take care. Troy Rank, good stuff. Our Denver 7 Insider on the Johnson Auto Plaza Hotline. Four down territory coming up. How does Michael Malone feel about the idea of this team being able to just flip the switch when it comes time? That's next.